All you ever heard about writing for Hollywood was the horror stories. I'd read Harlan Ellison's Glass Teat, after all. I'd even read the other Glass Teat. I knew how crazy it was out there. On the other hand, I liked Phil and respected him, and he had Alan Brennett on his staff, another writer whose work I had admired. Daguerre had brought Harlan Ellison aboard as well as a writer and consultant. Maybe this new Twilight Zone would be different. And if truth be told, I needed the money. At the time, I was madly writing Haviland Tough stories to fill out Tough Voyaging and keep my mortgage paid, but black and white and red all over still had not sold, and my career as a novelist lay in ruins. I was still hesitating when Phil cinched a deal by promising my lady Paris backstage passes to all the Grateful Dead shows we cared to see. You couldn't say no to that. He mailed me the show's Bible and a stack of sample scripts and I sent him a stack of tear sheets and Xerox copies of stories I thought would make good Twilight Zone episodes. Since I had never done a teleplay before, I wanted to make things easier for myself by doing an adaptation rather than an original story. That way I could concentrate on mastering the form rather than having to come up with the plot and characters and dialogue as well. Adaptations did not pay as well as originals, but I was more concerned with not making an utter fool of myself than I was with making money. Daguerre liked a number of the stories I sent him, and half a dozen would end up becoming episodes of TZ2, some adapted by me, some by other hands. For my first outing, however, the tale that was chosen was Knackles, a Christmas horror fable by a writer named Kurt Clark. I'd found it in an obscure Terry Carr anthology. Knackles was the sort of idea that makes you slap your head and cry, why didn't I think of that? Every god must have his devil. Knackles was the anti-Santa. On Christmas Eve, while Santa Claus is flying around the world in his sled, sliding down chimneys to leave presents for good boys and girls, Knackles is moving through pitch-dark tunnels beneath the earth in a railroad car pulled by a team of blind white goats and crawling up through the furnace grate to stuff bad boys and girls in his big black sack. I was delighted by Phil's choice. Knackles seemed to me to be a perfect Twilight Zone, given a faithful adaptation. I also took a little pleasure in imagining the thrill the sale would give Kurt Clark, this obscure, forgotten little writer who I pictured teaching English composition at some community college in nowhere in North Dakota or godforsaken Georgia. It turned out that Kurt Clark was a pseudonym for Donald E. Westlake, the best-selling author of the wonderful Dortmunder series and a hundred other mysteries and crime novels half of which had been turned into feature films. It also turned out, once rights had been secured and I had signed my contract, that the guys at Twilight Zone did not want a faithful adaptation of Westlake's story. They liked the notion of the anti-Santa, but not the rest of it, the abusive former football star who invents knackles to terrorize his children, his wife and kids, the brother-in-law who narrates the story. All of that had to go, I was told. Before I could start my script, I would need to come up with a whole new story for Knackles and present it in a treatment. So much for adaptations being easier. I came up with half a dozen ways to tackle Knackles. The first one or two I wrote up as formal treatments. The later ones I pitched to Harlan over the phone. He didn't like any of them. After a month of this, I hit a wall. I had no more fresh ideas for Knackles and remained convinced that the best way to handle material was the way Westlake handled it in his story. Harlan was growing as frustrated as I was, and I got the impression that Phil Daguerre was ready to pull the plug.
At that point, Harlan came up with an idea. Another episode had also been giving trouble, an original called The Once and Future King, about an Elvis impersonator who travels back in time and finds himself face to face with Elvis. A freelancer named Bryce Maritano had done several drafts of the script, but Daguerre and his team still felt it needed work. I was no stranger to rock and roll, as the Armageddon rag bore witness. Harlan suggested a switch. He would take over Knackles himself, and I would move to the Maritano script. Phil thought it was worth a try, and the swap was made, with fateful consequences for all concerned. The subsequent tale of Knackles is as horrifying as Knackles himself. Harlan Ellison's approach to the story met with more approval than mine had, and his script was duly written and given the green light. Ed Asner was cast in the lead role, and Harlan himself was set to direct. He had added a new twist to the Westlake story, however, one that drew the ire of the network censors.